You're listening to Agency Highway. This is a podcast for agencies that want to grow their business and work less. Agency Highway is sponsored by Content Snare, a platform that helps digital agencies gather content from clients without digging through a storm of emails, huge attachments, and messy Google Docs. Sign up at contentsnare.com and use the chat widget to say you heard about Content Snare on Agency Highway, and you'll get a 30-day trial instead of the typical 14. Now, here's this week's episode. Hello and welcome back to Agency Highway. This is episode 140 with my friend and awesome human being, Quinn Zeta from Conversion Crimes. Welcome to the show, Quinn. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. It's uh, it's kind of funny to do this like on the record with recording turned on since we talk so frequently in our masterminds and you know everything feels exactly the same except now the record is on. So hopefully this comes off as a cool little chat uh, between friends for people listening. And we're going to be talking about UX and user testing. I think this is a, an amazing uh, topic. You obviously have a service in this space that I think is a really cool bolt-on uh, to agencies. But you know the chat we had earlier about how you don't like pitching on podcasts, uh, we're not going to dig too much into that, maybe a little bit at the end or something. <laughs> but I have used your service and it's been extremely helpful for Content Snare. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about, I mean, user testing uh, and how it can help improve UX. So to start with, I've actually got a bunch of questions listed down here. Um, and I just know like there's so many. It's like what, why, when, how, how, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, you're going to get blasted. <laughs> all good, all good. But, but let's start with a little ready. bit about how you got into this space. Like how did you get into UX and user testing? Yeah, so um, I've always been into user experience and really making things um, fun and easy to use. And at my uh, at my ex agency Zeta Labs, when we were doing um, roadmaps for clients and work for clients and audits, user testing was one part of the things that we did. And we noticed that one, it was always the things that our clients talked about because they got these like insights that they haven't been able to get anywhere else. And they had these really um, kind of really powerful epiphanies about it. Um, and and yeah, we just kind of found that it was like the 80-20 of CRO UX. And there, the solutions out there really weren't fitting for us. It was more like an enterprise tool. And so, yeah, I just kind of decided to like scratch my own itch and, yeah, nice. and build and build something for small businesses. Nice. Yeah. And just in case people listening don't know what CRO is. Oh, conversion rate optimization. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's. Uh, I mean, sometimes most... you forget like yeah. the terms well, and stuff. You know, I learned about the curse of knowledge recently, which is the opposite of the Dunning-Kruger kind of like the Dunning-Kruger being like when you know a little bit about something, you think, you know, so much and you're actually a dummy. <laughs> but then uh, the opposite of that, the curse of knowledge, when you know something so well, you just can't even fathom, like you can't understand how little other people know, like not in a bad way, not like, oh, you're stupid and I'm not. It's like you just like say, you just say things that people don't necessarily <laughs> like know what know what it means, but yeah. So um, you know, obviously, conversion rates is a massive lever for people to pull. You know, especially if well, even like low traffic sites. Like, is that? I guess that was a question I was going to ask later. But you know, what conversion rate optimization? Like, how much does it matter for small websites? Yeah. So. Um... Well, actually, we had um, 
one of our clients, they were using us and um, what they got from the, the user testing was like, oh, users didn't trust this bit. They didn't trust that bit. They didn't understand this. And they weren't like tracking anything. Um, they didn't have like a lot of traffic to their website. Um, but they learned this through the testing and then they started making changes and implemented all that. And then the response was, well, now on sales calls, I'm getting a better, a better vibe back from people because now they think they started to say like, oh, you guys really know your stuff because they learned what those points were that were missing for people when they went to the site. So it's kind of a different kind of um, conversion rate optimization. Like from some of the other stuff, it's like you can get you can make something easier to use, like reduce the friction, but it also is about increasing the motivation to buy. What's going to increase the motivation for them to reach out to you, click that, like get on a sales call, all of that. And that's what you kind of learn from it. So yeah, it is. Um, so for small businesses, it can mean a lot. Like if you don't get a lot of traffic, just like converting three more people can be like a huge thing. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. So thank you. Because, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, it's the truth, right? Like when you, if you're making, I love the name of your business, Conversion Crimes, even though you said you might may not have had some positive reactions to it. <laughs> um, like, I, because that's what it is. Like if you are making a conversion crime, quote, mm-hmm. uh, then it could completely destroy your conversion rate, you know? And if it's, you know, it would, you'd normally have a 20% conversion rate. You just squashed it to five, you know, fixing that can quadruple your conversion rate. And that matters even with a very small traffic website. Cause it's like, you know, one extra person on a small business. If it's like a professional service accountant or something, you know, that could be tens of thousands of dollars, same as an agency. Right. So I guess I wanted to cover that early on because a lot of people listening to this would not have high traffic websites and would be building websites for small businesses that also don't have high traffic. And I guess I just wanted to highlight that there is value in it for those businesses as well. So what is user testing just for people that haven't done it before? Yeah. So really what it is at the core is watching somebody use your thing. So what we do is you send um, you send testers to your website or software, like whatever you're working on, and they record their screen and you give them a set of tasks to do. Like, what do you what's your first impression? What do you think this is? Um, what's the first thing you want to do? Where would you go to do this? What color does this come in? And you watch them try to figure out and do these steps. Like, what's the funnel? You know, those are kind of like the tasks. What's how do they get from A to B? You mark those steps as tasks. And as they go through that, you they can see like, oh, I don't know where this thing is. Or when I click on this, I expect to see this. Oh, that's, that's, that's weird. I don't know what's going on there. And so it's just really understanding their experience about what they understand, where they're finding friction, um, what they misunderstand. Sometimes it's funny, like their mouse is like literally on the answer and they're like, I can't find it. And so really, it's just understanding the friction points and understanding why they're not buying. Like sometimes they're in like a checkout and they're like, oh, my God, why am I going to pay $15 on shipping on a $20 item? I'm not doing that. I'm bailing out. And so then you can understand they didn't buy because of shipping or if they're on like a clothing store or something like this, it's like they couldn't find they weren't um, confident in the sizing. 
and the return policy in exchange. Like, oh, if I buy it, I risk not be it not fitting and not being able to wear, wear it. That goes into like the motivation to buy part that I was mm. talking about earlier. So um, I hope that was a decent explanation. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, so, but like what? So uh, there's a lot of things I want to know here, like what kind of people are you going to get to do it? I, but I think more related to what you're just talking about is like, what kind of tasks can you get people to do? Like, what's a good set of you questions? Ask them anything. You yeah. can ask them anything. So it's like, what I like to do is like, what's, what's going on in the business that you want answers on? Or what are things like, are you getting a bunch of support requests asking the same question over and over again? Why are they asking that? Are you um, having people um, like you go to Hotjar or like whatever, and you're like, hey, people are falling off here, but I don't really know why they're falling off or doing that. You can literally lead them to go through that flow and find out the why behind it and get insight. Like one of the things was um, like that recently came out was um, a client of ours. They had this website and they were like, oh, this is cool. They were a brand. And they're like, oh, what brands do you sell? And they started naming off all their competitor brands that they were like looking for. They didn't understand that they were Oof. the brands. They just thought they were like a, like a Walmart, you know, yeah. <laughs> they got like all these things. And so yeah. it was like an insight. And I was like, oh, we have to do a better job of communicating like this sort of thing. Um, we've also done stuff on like motivation. So it's like, if this was not a test and um, you were going to buy this product, is there anything you would do on or off this website before you would purchase? And how does that change things for you? And so a lot of times you've actually noticed they go and check reviews. That's what's kind of come out in mass. They're like, yeah. I don't trust this review. I'm going to go to Amazon. I'm going to look at this thing. I'm going to go to G2 or whatever it is. I'm going to go to Google. And it's really interesting to see, um, see those things. So mm. they can write anything. <laughs> like, yeah, there's no limit. You can, are you recording whatever the... you ask them, they're, they're going to do. Yeah. Are they, are they recording their voice and stuff as well here? Or is it just yes. answering questions? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so they're recording their screen and they're speaking their thoughts out loud. So mm. we've trained them to um, communicate. So they'll be like, okay, um, I'm going to click on this and I expect to see this. So you understand like what they're expecting to see before they see it. And if that matches their expectation or when they're reading your value proposition, are they able to articulate what it actually is? <laughs> Yeah. You know, you can see you're like they they may think they completely understand it and you're like, <laughs> "Oh my god, that's not even what my site's yeah. about." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I can see this being pretty valuable even just for like messaging, right? Like mm -hmm. for a small business and someone's showing up to that website for the first time, you know, there might only be the the only CTA could be contact form, you know, that's like a classic five-page website. There's not really much else except like a contact form a lot of the time, but there's still a lot of bits and pieces that people might view before they get to that form. So have you seen any, have you worked with any like small sites like that? Yeah. So we have really all kinds of clients like Facebook mm. ad funnel, um, small agencies, small, like um, small businesses such as like plumbing or mm. like more of this type of stuff. Um, a lot of e-commerce stores, um, SaaS and software, it's super flexible, which is what's been mm. kind of hard for me is to like find the value prop of, of for sure. my own. I'm actually really interested in, in that whole G2 thing. Was that, this is a totally selfish question. Is that one that comes up a lot with SaaS, specifically G2? 
Um, I just started doing that question about like four or five weeks ago. Right. And most of them are e-com. So okay. um, I don't have the answer to that. I yet. will follow you up with that because, you know, that's <laughs> we're always like trying to spread out our reviews because I'm like, I don't know where people go. So it's like sometimes we send people to Capterra or sometimes it's G2, sometimes even Google or Facebook, you know. So uh-huh. if you search content snare, it's like our site and then a bunch of the review sites and they all have their own little, you know, five star or four star or whatever. Um, yeah. So it's, I'm very interested in what people think is like, what's the main one for, for SAS. <laughs> <laughs> so with, um, with like messaging and when I was just thinking, like, I guess, could you get people to go through testing before you've even built a website? Like, could you get them to just read your copy, for example? Like, when when in the process do you get people involved? Because I feel like if you go and build a whole website and then you screwed up the messaging, you mm. probably you should have done that the other way around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, really, you should be testing it at every stage of the process. So even in the design stage, you can test um, really anything you can link to. You can send them an image. You can send them to a Figma file, an InDesign, or not InDesign, uh, InVision file. Um, you can send them to anything that you can link to. We've even tested Amazon listings. Right. Nice. So, um, so yeah, it's really good because, like, development is expensive, you know. And once you develop something, it's kind of hard to change the way it works. You kind of, like pick a path sometimes, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so by doing it in the prototype stage, you can understand what the issues are before you've actually developed. And that actually saves a ton of money. Yeah, I can imagine. It's like, because you guys did that test for us, which had, I can't remember how many people actually gave us their feedback. And then, so it was like a managed service where then one of your UX experts sort of summarized all of the results. And so we still got all the videos and comments, but then, had like a summary of where people were breaking and it was like, man, all of this stuff is going to be like so hard for us to fix. Cause it's in a SaaS product. It's going to take a while, yeah. but a lot of it was still like, Oh yeah, no, like I can see how we can fix that. You know, these couple of things quickly. So there was some low hanging fruit. So, but yeah, it would have been much better to sort of get that sorted earlier on in the process, which, you know, I've kind of had my eyes open to now. <laughs> yeah. Another thing is just like a lot of times when people get the result back and they're watching the video, they're like, oh shit, like I have to redesign this whole thing or like whatever. But it's also like, what is the easiest, fastest way that you can execute on that to fix the problem? Not just like redesign the whole thing, but there's a friction there. What can, what's like a small tweak that you can use to 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 make that change i'm all about like tiny habits and adding those things up to make a big impact so it's like if you even if you're making these like tiny changes on the site they're going to compound like one thing leads to another they build on each other yeah that's it need a complete redesign yeah um and i guess that compounding thing's worth talking about a bit too because i think i just think about that with our product Um, content snare there's always you know people coming to the website and then they've got to sign up for a trial and then they've got to get through the sign up process of the trial and then they have to use the product and then they have to like it enough to pay for it and then they have to hang around you know more than a couple of months because you know a lot of people will sign up for a month and just bail uh, because they they think oh yeah i'm going to use it and then they don't use it so yeah, it's there's so many <laughs> little points, and you just you can sort of raise each one of those one percent and or a couple of percent, and it, it adds up a lot. 
Yeah, even like these tiny, um, tiny little changes and stuff, um, even if it just raises the conversion just a tiny bit, it's like, okay, if you do that on every step of that process that you just outlined, mm. like that's going to be a much bigger result on the end. Yeah, I don't know what the actual maths is, but um, I heard a really good quote the other day. It's like, I don't do public math. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how good is that? Uh, look, it's more than 1%. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a lot. Uh, <laughs> look up compounding conversion rates or something. I'm sure that's a that's a article that someone's written. Um, <laughs> so, what about getting the right people to come through the test? Right. So, like, if you've defined, you've got a website or some copy or an image, whatever it is, and you go, okay, these are the steps that I want people to go through. I want them to try and book a call. I want them to work out what we're about, whatever, what kind of services we have, um, you know, look up our trust symbols, provide us some feedback. Okay. You've done all that. Then how do you get people to, like, who do you find? How do you get the right people to do that? Yeah. So really for, um, for usability testing, it doesn't really kind of matter who's testing it. Um, because if you should, it should be like so easy to use a drunk person can understand it. Right. Yeah. So it's like, do they understand it? Can they figure out where to go, where like, you know, the stuff. Um, but this is something our customers like always want that people want. Um, they don't necessarily validate the feedback unless it's kind of like an exact target market mm. match. Um, but the idea is like the closer you get to the target market, the more nuanced the feedback is. So you do get better feedback the closer it is to the target market, but you don't necessarily need it. Um, and the testers are usually from all walks of life. I mean, it's just a big group of people mm. from all over the internet, all over the world. Yeah. So I guess I was, I am probably one of those people that sort of looked at the feedback and was like, well, that guy just doesn't get it because he's not a web designer, you know? But <laughs> yeah. They're, they're like, dismiss it. And it's like, well, it's still valid. He couldn't understand it. He didn't figure out how to use it. Like there's some validity yeah. there, you know? Oh yeah. So, and that was the thing. Like there were bits and pieces that they might not understand the messaging, for example. Like if I have a, a landing page for accountants and I send a web designer to that, they're not going to go, you know, for content snare is obviously what I'm thinking about here, but it's, you know, web web designers can collect website content from clients or they can do onboarding forms, um, you know, web designer questionnaires, this kind of thing. If I send an accountant to that page, you're going to be like, huh? Like, why am I here? Whereas, yeah. you know, we've got a specific accounting page for them where it's like they can do client onboarding because that's what they call it and monthly queries and end of year tax. Uh, and, you know, the all the terminology is different. And it's like, you know, they, the accountant, they get your accountants back to doing actual accounting work rather than chasing clients. So there are some similarities like chasing clients for information, but I just feel like at some point, you know, like we still got valuable feedback for many things, even though some of the people weren't our exact target audience. Um, but there are some messaging things that I wonder it'd be kind of important to the right people. Yeah, yeah, you can target, um, you can target accountants, you can target web designers, you can target really anything. Mm -hmm. um, I try to get close to the ballpark of it, like in it, because you're right, there is nuance, like a random person is going to understand like tax code 7432 or like whatever, you know, Yeah. Um, whereas somebody that's doing that day in, day out, they're going to get that, they're going to have a different, that's what I was talking about, the feedback being more nuanced, it's going to be more um 
customer research related, mm-hmm. like how they understand it rather than just simply like, um, do people understand it? Can people um, use it? Do they know where things are? Can a drunk person use it? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I like that <laughs> phrase, by the way. Uh, can a drunk person use it? Because it's a lot more positive than what I always say, where it's just like, can the biggest idiot I know use it? <laughs> <laughs> because that's kind of out the way we think about with the client UI with Content Snare. So, you know, our customers send information requests to their clients, and those people we just assume are the biggest idiots ever. We have like we have to because you know we've got like super non-technical people that are that our clients are asking people to use the platform and whatever. So you know, and then we get comments like, "Oh, my eighty-year-olds like." political candidate non-technical person could work it out i'm so so glad like that's so rare or whatever i'm like yeah like that's that's what it is but i like this i think i'm going to switch to kind of drunk person use it because that's a lot more nice (laughs) (laughs) so yes totally totally feel you but something i was thinking when you were talking then um about you know nuance and getting different people to use it i think you can actually get some really insightful feedback from people that aren't your target audience because they're, you know, some of those is curse of knowledge, right? Like they're probably looking for certain exactly. things. Whereas exactly. you get someone from outside the industry that points out something so obvious that the others didn't see. Yeah. And, and also there's been instances where it's like, oh, like every accountant, for example, is going to understand this. And then you go and it's like, you have accountants like, what does that mean? Mm. And I don't know that term. Like not every accountant knows all the terms. So it yeah. is kind of interesting to to get that feedback you want. Um, the more understandable you are, the easier it is, because if somebody comes to your site and they're not the right fit, if they understand what you do, then they can share that. They can communicate that to other people, even if they weren't the right fit. Right. So Mm. it's like, you don't just want to be able to communicate well to your target audience. You want to be able to communicate well to everyone. Like everybody needs to understand what you do. Yeah. hundred percent. So, um, at some point, I'm going to ask you to talk more about conversion crimes. But before then, because I know you don't want to, uh, how can people set up these kind of tests without using a platform like conversion crimes? Do you manage WordPress sites for your clients? If so, you should probably check out WP Remote. It's a central platform to manage all of your sites in one place. That includes security, malware, uptime monitoring, and it's even got a built-in staging system. But my favorite feature is the visual regression system that will give you an alert if something breaks on an update so you can get in there and fix it. It was created by the same people behind BlogVault and Melcare. Now, BlogVault is one of the best backup plugins I've used, and it's also trusted by some of the biggest WP maintenance agencies out there like GoWP, WP Buffs, WP Valet. So if these guys rely on it, you know it's rock solid. You can try WP Remote for free and get 10% off any of the paid offerings by going to wpremote.com slash highway. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah, so you can go, really all it is, is watching someone use your thing for the first time. So you can go to like a coffee shop, you can um, just ask people like, hey, can you like try to do this and just sit next to them and ask them to do stuff and use it. I've actually done that with people. Um, you can, yeah, like go on Reddit or so, you know, like forums and stuff and just ask people, you can jump on zoom and just have them share their screen while you just kind of like walk them through the thing. 
um, to have them do like, okay, what do you think the site's about? Like, what do you want to do here? And just kind of literally speaking out loud the tasks Mm -hmm. rather than having like a platform like mine do it. Mm. Yeah. I like that. Cause I've been, I've been thinking about working with a consultant to the accounting industry at the moment. And one of her first things was like, she wanted to get a bunch of accountants in the room to do this exact thing. And I was like, Hey, look out. (laughs) Um, I know someone that does this. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty keen to do that because she can put us in contact with a lot of people that are in our target audience and and whatever, which I, I don't know how hard that is normally to get accountants to start using things, but you know, um, another, another way, actually, when I was doing um, like the paint, what I call the paper MVP of conversion crimes, I literally, I set up Google forms to make the tasks, mm-hmm. right. That they would go through. And then I just like use loom. <laughs> Like yeah. record your screen and use this Google form to like click through the task and like do the thing and then just like, Hey, speak out loud on this thing. So you can like literally make like a paper version of your user test. Yeah. I like that. That's um super rough and well, not rough, like raw and would do the job. Right. Like, yeah. And it's free. Yeah. Like record, <laughs> record your screen. And then when it's done, paste the link in here kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And they even have stuff that's um, where it's just like, hey, click this link and it starts recording their screen. Um, there's a, just so many tools out there that can do this yeah. now. I feel like we should talk about Dovetail because we both just signed a kind of <laughs> yeah. uh, discovered yeah. Dovetail. So for a bit of background, uh, I don't know if anyone's used Descript, but Descript is like a really cool service for podcasting and video editors where it transcribes your audio and um, you can sort of play it back alongside the text. So when you hit play on a thing uh, on the video, it'll show you what word is being said and you can actually use it for video editing. Uh, and it's it's an amazing tool. And some people listening to this, this is the only reason I bring it up is because uh, some people listening to this probably already know about Descript and how awesome it is. You can like highlight sections. I've been using it for my testimonials, right? So <clears throat> when um, when we have someone record a video of like, here's how awesome content snare is, like it's usually got me and them in it. And I just chop all of me out by deleting the words that I said sort of thing. And then I delete the, the fluff that they talk about and just leave the um, the good words behind. And, it, um, and then I have a testimonial video basically. Uh, so, and yes, that, that, by that, I mean, you can edit video by editing the text. It's freaking insane. It's awesome. Now, Dovetail felt a little bit like that, uh, but with user feedback. So you up, you can upload your videos to it, and then you can tag individual sentences and stuff that they have said. Um, now, it, this has been unreal for us because I can go in and go, this is like a pain point that accountants have. Mm-hmm. This is a pain point that web designers have. This is uh, the benefit that an accountant got using Content Snare. And then you can just basically pull all those videos together, all the pain points from accountants, all the pain points from web designers in these like little snippet videos. Have you been using Dovetail yet? And if not, well, I actually know the answer to this. Well, how do you plan on using it? <laughs> Yeah, well, I am using it. Um, yeah, so like at my agency, this is what we were paid to do for clients was like this customer research and stuff. Mm-hmm. We do all these interviews and we had like Google spreadsheets, Google documents, like yeah. all this stuff. It was a very manual process and it was really obnoxious. Mm-hmm. So when I saw Dovetail, which I always call it DuckTales, <laughs> and then I just want to go, oh, woo, like, <laughs> I don't know. Um 
And so when I saw Dovetail and I was like, oh, it's just going to like organize this information for me. So I just have to highlight the thing and tag it. And then, like you said, it's like pain points, objections. Um, I can tag the customer or the type of customer and things. So then when it comes to a point where I'm like, hey, I need to write a landing page on, you know, whatever, I can literally just go, okay, I want to see these tags. And it's going to pull up all those quotes because the best copywriting is just literally stealing words from your customers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hundred percent. And that's why I'm so excited about this. Like we've only just started using it. I think I've got like five or six interviews in there so far. And, you know, yeah, it's just same. like, and I can just like go, Oh, just pl- I clicked like one of the tags and then on the tag page, it's like, here's the video ready to play of all the people that have said things about this like pain point. I'm like, wow, this is so cool. Uh, so yeah. And because like half of my copies like that, it's, it's just reflecting customer words back at them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I can just, yeah, I was a, go ahead. Yeah, no, no. Oh yeah. It was just like a huge pain point because as like, you know, I did this for customers that was like paid, you know, to sit there for like two months, you know, and like put all this stuff together. But now as like a business, now that I'm in the startup and running my own software company, it's like, Ain't nobody got time for that. Nope. (laughs) 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 And so I was like, how can I automate this? How can I make it easy? That's actually one of the biggest questions I've been asking myself now that I've kind of um, been working on the software is like, how can I make this easy? How can I make this effortless? Yeah. Um, And like, how can I get the 80, 20 of the result that I'm after from like these deep processes I did at the agency. And so I am loving the potential of dovetail and um, building a system for it and tagging. And yeah. And I mean, it's, it's such imagine like, I'm just thinking about agencies offering this as a service to clients. Like imagine, obviously they can just use conversion crimes and on sell it, um, which we'll get to, (laughs) but like, imagine having a dovetail report where you've just interviewed a bunch of clients or something, you've tagged all these bits and you're like, here's a video of all the places people got stuck on your website. Or like, we asked, we asked people to um, work out what you guys even do. And here's all the quotes, you know, in just one little spot. And you can do that so fast with Dovetail. If people, people are going to be wondering the pricing, it starts at literally 15 bucks a month, which is what I'm on. It, it goes up pretty quickly to a hundred bucks a month if you want like Zapier integrations and stuff. But for what I'm doing, 15 bucks a month is fine for like a single product. Uh, like if you're doing lots of transcription or have a team, you're going to be on probably a hundred bucks a month, but, and it's, it's pretty awesome uh, so far. So now you just give me an idea to like kind of merge it with conversion crimes, like how they're like <laughs> highlighting and tagging. I was like, wait, I can do that. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I was actually one. I was actually wondering if you do do that as part of the service because it's like we do. Um, well, it's a little bit manual right now because you know we're like one year into our journey, so mm. um. Yeah, we can tag stuff, but we're tagging it per task. Um, So then when it generates a report, it's not like you highlighted this specific thing. It's tagging per task of the test, if that makes sense, or per step. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me because I've I've seen it, I guess. Like, I've seen a report and seen, like, the information that comes back from it, and it was extremely helpful. So let's get into that in how and how agencies – you know, because obviously there's a fair bit of work in doing this yourself. So 
I would recommend. So I've always been a big fan of agencies finding partners to work with, like reliable, awesome partners um, that you can essentially buy their service and on sell it to a client. So I assume agencies can do that with conversion crimes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Does that work? Yeah, so either um, we're 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 white labeling the reports and we're sending it to them and they're um, reselling it, or they're doing like an affiliate thing with us. Um, so they're open about sending us um, the clients, and um, then we're we're like obviously the ones doing the work. Um, but yeah, it's a great um, add-on. We like for. A-B testing agencies, for um, SEO agencies, um, Facebook agencies, like a lot of these kind of agencies, it's just like something you can bolt on um, that's super flexible. Like, for example, we have a customer, um, we're running um, stuff through their Facebook ad funnel every day to make sure they're running like a million dollars in ads every month. So like the tiniest little thing wrong means that like, that's a, like a lot of money that they're losing on the table. So they want to make sure every day that everything's like kind of working and working well. SEO agencies, it's like you can expand the ROI, right? So you're sending traffic to the site. And, but if they're not converting, it's a way to like increase the um, ROI for your customers. So then now that they're coming in through a blog post or like what have you for SEO, now how do we convert those to customers easier and kind of helping them fix those different things? Um, Like with AB testing, it's like you can plug it in. It's like usually um, they have kind of playbooks, things that work for a lot of different sites. Um, and they know kind of works. They know like generally the test is going to work, but then it's like, well, what about the individual site? What about the specific target audience on this specific website and this specific design? Where are the friction points in that? Mm-hmm. And so just being able to find those friction points and then you're like, oh, okay, here's the friction points. This is where we need to focus our AB testing. We can find different solutions for those and then try mm-hmm. to test them. So those are just a couple. Yeah. And I like, well, I mean, any any agency that's focused on getting results for their clients, like this is going to be an awesome service. And it could be part of a website build too, you know, like if you, ha- it's the kind of oh, thing yeah, redesign. I'm, I'm seeing it being like a potential package, you know, like sometimes you give, uh, like it's a good pricing strategy to give people like tiers of pricing. So they're sort of comparing with yourself rather than other agencies. And so you've got like mm-hmm. a cheap one, a middle one, maybe the expensive one has like a full user testing package. Um, you know, if they go for it, then then it's just like a, a mad little upsell. Uh, actually, that reminds me of something. So something that um, customers were telling me from like web designers and stuff is like they were, sorry, (laughs) (laughs) Um, customers were saying, oh, if you thought about this as like a sales tool, and I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, yeah, well, I'm trying to sell like website design or whatever. And they don't believe me that they need a redesign. So they come Uh to us and they get a video of someone unable to use it. And they're like, (laughs) this is not me. This is a third party. Like they can't find how to like find your button, you know, your buy yeah. button or like whatever, whatever's wrong with it, you know? Yeah. And then they're like, Oh, okay. Maybe I do need to redesign. Cause you know, everybody thinks their shit don't stink. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Like bringing it. Yeah. Like you could almost tell them to go and do it themselves as well. Cause like that, just in case they don't trust that you went and got a third party, but like, I mean, <laughs> most people are, um, I, I guess like that situation I can see going down 
fairly well as long as uh especially because then someone else can say they don't like it and it doesn't look like you've shat on them mm-hmm. and told them that their website sucks yeah, <laughs> some like random person and actually that's what i mean here's like a our free thing where you have scout where you can get a free user test mm. um for a site so you can actually use that just to send to a client i was yeah i was about to bring that up um but there was one thing i wanted to cover also that mm-hmm. you, you touched on which we haven't really discussed is ongoing tests that's mm-hmm. I really like, you know, if you have a site that is, you know, especially doing million dollars in ads or any, any site that, a, you know, a business is dependent on a regular test is going to be, that's a great idea. Like just have, so was it like, every, it doesn't have to be every day. It could be every week. Have someone actually go in and see if something's broken. Yeah. So this is something I've kind of been working on this sort of like conversion insurance <laughs> <laughs> so for this client in particular, it's um, we rotate devices every day. So it's like iOS, Android, Windows, um, Mac, and then we just like repeat. And so it's just like, is everything working good? You know, it's not it's not so much about um, the research portion or, you know, it's just about like finding little things that they can kind of tweak mm. for the conversion. Um, and then, yeah, it can be like, you don't have to do it every day. You could do it once a week. You could do one device every week to mm. all four devices every week, like yeah, do it awesome. on whatever kind of cadence um, that you want. But yeah, like it's it, like we were talking about earlier, it just like compounds and it, you just kind of meet where you're at because when you do this kind of work, um, you can get the insights and you can understand what needs to change, but you also have to have the ability to execute on it. So it's like, what is your ability to execute? Um, As a lot of small businesses, a lot of agencies, like stuff like this, they're busy. There's like a lot of things going on. Um, Whereas if they're running a million dollars an ad, they got the resources they want to like, know they're going to be like on that. But for others, it's like, maybe it's once a month. Maybe it's like every quarter, they're kind of just setting aside time to do that. And it's just about, you know, I've really talked a lot about um, James Clear and his book, Atomic Habits, where he just talks about like, just improve 1% every day. And that's 37x by the end of the year. Mm. And so it's just about like, what is the system and process that you're going to use to continuously improve. And then like, we're just talking about it just compounds and you just kind of meet where you're at, where your abilities are. Love it. And you've just given me such a good idea that if I was an agency still, I would hundred percent do this and have a care package level that includes like a monthly test or a weekly test, whatever it is. And then that's also upsell opportunity, right? Like anything that comes back from them, could be potential new service that will like a, you know, if it's like a rewriting a page or something, cause they don't understand the, like a certain page, then you rewrite yeah, it and charge them for it. Yeah. So you've got a, you've got a higher tier um, plan, monthly plan, and then also an upsell opportunity on the back of it. Uh, oh, that's, that's actually um, like development. So after you do like um, a website design or something like that, it's like website maintenance. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bolt websites it in. are like cars. You need to like maintenance mm. them. So uh-huh. it's like kind of getting this contract where it's like you find the things wrong with the website. Okay. This month we fix these five things and yeah. like did this. Oh, that's such a cool addition to a maintenance plan. I like, cause it's, it's a thing now it was, it was cool at one point to have a maintenance plan. Like not really everyone was doing them and it was like a whole new thing. And, uh, 
now it's kind of like I don't know, like some there will the people have varying things, but most of them are the same. It's like maintenance, security, whatever. But like having a plan that includes user testing each month and you don't have to do the user testing, that is a cool bolt on. So there's your hot tip, agency highway <laughs> listeners. Uh, it's going to differentiate you. <laughs> Go and talk to Quinn at Conversion Crimes. But tell me about Scout. This is a like a audacious move from you, giving people free user testing. That's like there's actual labor going into that and it's free every month. So yeah, tell me about this. Yeah. So, um, yeah, as I've just kind of been on this journey is that, you know, a lot of people, they don't know what user testing is. Um, they, um, and the best way to understand what it is, is to experience it. And I really wanted to, um, make the product accessible. So really it's just, you go in super easy. You, we have like some templates, you can't do customized tasks and you can't, um, customize the demographic. Um, so it's a little bit no frills, but you go in, you click like what kind of site you are, you pick like male or female, and then you get a video back of someone um, going through the site. So you don't get the target demographics, but it's still pretty cool. You get to see like, can a drunk person understand it? <laughs> Is that a, can I do that? Can I say like, when I get requesting a tester, can I say must be drunk? <laughs> Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we can, we can put new- that in the requirements. It's yeah. funny at the beginning of the test. It's like explain how you meet the requirements of this test. Well, I just drank four beers. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be like a whole like way for people to make money during lockdown, get drunk and use websites. <laughs> Probably not the yeah, best. I for think health. there um it. there actually is a website. I think it's the use the you the user is drunk or something like that. But this guy did drunk user testing for a while. Wow, beers and test your site. That's awesome. <laughs> that's It'd actually like, where I originally got that from. Right, love it because that's like you know probably honest as well, extra honest. Yeah, <laughs> this is shit. And like throws his can across the room. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Oh God, please add this as a service. That can be like your April Fool's thing. Like you, you, April Fool's release. Oh, so there's this website called user in your face. (laughs) Okay. And it's a website where um, it's the opposite of user experience. So everything that you think you're supposed to do, it's like the complete like opposite. And it's like super hard. So I ran a user test on this and my testers were so pissed. <laughs> they were so, they're sitting there like, like rage clicking the mouse. Oh, <laughs> like, oh the, your actual what? testers. You got your testers. Yes, I did it to them. <laughs> oh, and that was wow. like, <laughs> I actually think I need to run that again. It was really funny. They hated Use it in your it. face, Y-E-R. User in your face. Yeah, like it's, Y-E-R, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Um, I'll just pull it up. And I will link to yeah, that Yeah, and some notes. people couldn't even get past the first frame. <laughs> and then, like, it's so funny. And you, they have this, like, uh, thing where they have all the checkboxes. And you're supposed to, like, click some stuff. And they're, and they're like, oh, let me just click them all. And then there's one where it's, like, uncheck all. Like, randomly mixed into it. And they're like, shit. Oh god, I can't wait around, wait to play around with this. If anyone else wants to play around with it, it'll be at agencyhighway.com slash one four zero. Uh or just go to userinyourface.com. Uh, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> I love that that's like the first link we've really talked about. 
Quinn. Uh, so where, like, let's let's just talk about where people can go to find out more about you as we wrap this up. So um, obviously, there's the Scout service, which probably be a really good testing the waters entry point. Is that what's conversioncrimes.com slash Scout? Did I get that right? Perfecto. Yeah. Which will also be in the show notes, uh, agencyhighway.com slash 140 again. Where else can people go? Is that the main place you'd like them to sort of go to learn about what you're doing? Yeah, that's um, that's our software. That's like our user testing product. Um, I'm also on Twitter and Instagram as Quinzeta. I don't have like her branded accounts yet. <laughs> Honestly, I went the other way. I had a branded, both branded accounts on Twitter and Instagram and the only stuff that goes to them now is pretty well automated stuff or the occasional testimonial or something. I actually like doing it through my branded account, but you know, if uh, people are following me on Twitter, they would have seen a thing that I was posting yesterday. We had a random user of our product um, give us a two on NPS and say that we needed better marketing campaigns or something. We needed a designer, a better designer for our email marketing, which is not related to our product. So I don't know why the NPS was two. And then she sent me an email pitching me that um, because I do things with my face, like I'm on video, literally like me on video, opposed to what, like a computer talking to you. I'm not sure. She wanted more things from the brand. And because I signed the emails off myself, she said it was narcissistic and then continued and on to pitch her my stuff. So I shared this story on Twitter and all the copywriters are like, oh my God, like rule one is like, don't shit on the person you're trying to pitch to. (laughs) Like, do you think that was gonna work? Yeah, I don't know. Apparently, Uh, anyway. Um, I actually saw something. Um, the guy, um, from Beard Brands. So he's like, "Oh, you wanna, uh, you wanna pitch me, and you want me to get on a sales call? Hundred bucks. You can pitch me whatever you want for thirty minutes." (laughs) Legendary. I should. I should send her a booking link that's got a paywall on it. Yeah, tell me, pitch me whatever you want, hundred bucks. Yeah, and I was like, actually, that's good because, like, if someone's like cold emailing me or whatever, I probably wouldn't get on any of those. But then, like, maybe actually getting on the call if they paid for it, maybe they can convince me. That'd be that's so. actually. I want to know how that experiment goes. I'm gonna have to check that out because you know what? Oh, if you Eric, have a, Eric, that's his name. Yeah, if you've got enough, like. Yeah, I guess enough of a following that could actually be a thing, but also like a hundred bucks for 30 minutes. If you're a busy, successful person probably isn't really worth it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's like crushing it with his brand. So yeah. You've got more important things to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Quinn. Uh, thank you so much for, for this. This has been really helpful for me and hopefully for some people listening as well. Yeah, I had a great time with you. Thank yeah. you. So I like, you know, I like being able to chat to friends and just sort of shoot the shit. Yeah, you know, and I think I hope other people like that. I get some feedback um, from people that they like that format. Um, if you are one of those, please let me know because podcasting is quite one way. You know, it's only it's fairly rare that you get someone actually write in and say, "Hey, I really liked episode X Y Z." So, yeah, please do that and stroke my ego a little bit because I'm narcissistic apparently. <laughs> all right uh guys if you want to get any of the links we spoke about so conversioncrimes.com and obviously conversioncrimes.com slash scout as well as quinn's socials um you can get that at agencyhighway.com slash 140 that's it i really hope you enjoyed this one as much as i did and i'll see you in the next episode 
Discover how to grow your agency, earn more, and work less at agencyhighway.com. Head over there to get resources from this episode and full transcripts. See you next time. This episode was brought to you by Content Snare. If you're a digital agency or just need to get content or info from your clients, Content Snare can help you collect it on time and without enormous email trails. Give it a try at contentsnare.com.